The NFL is finally back. Preseason action starts next week, but Colin Kaepernick still does not have a job. What does it mean and what should we do about it? Plus, how is CTE going to impact the future of the NFL? We have all that and more coming up right now on Game On. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, J. Ray the Fanatic and... Jimmy B. The delay is killing me, but I know we got it done. It sounded good last week. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing out there? All right. You sound like you have a little bit of a cold. You doing all right out there in LA? Well, well, yeah. um, Coming back from Texas, I caught a little bug. You know what? You know, the the temperature in Dallas is hot. Uh So that's the only thing I can tell you. And then, you know, even at night, it's hot. So, you know, coming back here in California, you know, the nights is a little colder. So, you know, just that transition. Got a little under the weather, but I'm getting over it, y'all. I'll be fine. Cool, cool, cool. Well, let's just get right into this Game On episode, y'all. Yes, Um, y'all. Yes. Got a lot to talk about, obviously. And, of course, um, you know, the big news and the thing that everybody is talking about is uh, the Ravens, who desperately need a decent backup. Right, right. right. Because, as as y'all know, uh, Flacco is expected to miss four to six weeks. Yeah, he. um, they have opted to sign in an arena football quarterback. Over oh, Colin Kaepernick. And over Colin Kaepernick, like that's see. So Colin Kaepernick can't be that bad of a quarterback. To he's work not that bad of a quarterback. Quarter, no, no, no. So we clearly know what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Jeez. the thing. The thing is, is here's here's the problem. Um, Joe Flacco himself had said he hopes that Colin Kaepernick gets a chance in the league, but he hopes that it it is not in with the Ravens. Um, so that says a lot. To me as well. Now, when you go onto these chat groups on, you know, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, the majority of white people seem to think that it is not about race, which is asinine to me. The ability to just intentionally overlook the truth is crazy to me. Like, I don't understand how you can do that. How can you how can you just simply just say that it's not about race? Like I mean that's the easiest thing to say. I mean I mean because that no that's something that no one wants to talk about. So of course yeah. they're going to just I think flat out you, say it's not about race. Yeah, I think if you say it's not about race, it it's basically you lying to yourself. So you don't have right. to face your own racism. Uh, that's the only way that you can just openly tell that lie because if one and one doesn't equal two in your world, then you're lying. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just, right, right. it's, it's it just literally that up. simple. Um, right. But, you know, and they'll blame it on things like, uh, oh, well, he he wants too much money. But uh, Colin Kaepernick himself has reached out to Shannon Sharp and thanked him for setting the record straight on uh, Undisputed. And at that point, you mm-hmm. know, Shannon Sharp had told the world that that's not the case. No team in the NFL has reached out and stated a number to Colin Kaepernick or his agent, which means right. they have not said, "Oh no, that number's too low." You can't, you can't counter if no one mm-hmm. offers. So no offer. So right. that's a lie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. the lies and just keep coming. Then it was, "Oh, he's a vegan." We don't know if that's going to be good for the NFL. There's hundreds yeah, of vegans see, in the NFL. Right. Right. There's a whole <laughs> bunch of vegans and vegetarians yeah. and pescatarians or whatever you want to call it. That's in the NFL. I mean. They're they're just not going to flat out say the number one reason why he's not getting signed. I mean, I don't understand why they just don't come out and say it because they know they're gonna it's gonna hurt the NFL. It's gonna hurt their ratings. But at the same time, just stop lying. Like I'm tired of this lying. I don't think it would. Just- I don't think it would hurt their ratings, and I'm gonna tell you why. I at this point, 
Um, just because of the lack of support I've seen from the black community, I really feel like the NFL could come out and say, look, we don't like the fact that this man is pro-black, which is, would be a very racist statement. And I think okay. if the NFL said that, I don't think it would damage their ratings at all. And I, the reason for that is because I think white people would finally have some affirmation about their thought process. So they, mm. you know, whatever, whatever right. white okay. viewers the NFL lost last year which was a very minute amount, by the way, um, because uh -huh. of Colin Kaepernick, they would come back to the NFL. And I don't think as black people, we've reached a point where we can unify and truly boycott an organization because I've right. talked to too right. many people and, and we make too many. And it's so disappointing to hear black people talk but, about this because it's like, well, I yeah. can't stop watching the NFL. I mean, I love football. That is the dumbest thing to say because well, look, well, there's bigger well, well, issues. Well, Okay, okay, let me start by let me start by saying this. Now, as as fans, okay, what what do you honestly think is going to happen if the fans stop watching football? I mean, the, the ratings will go down, of course, but in in the end, it doesn't really have to start with us. It starts with the players. If the players sit home on Sunday afternoon or Sunday morning and just don't report to the stadium or don't report at all, that's when their pockets are going to get hit because they're not even going to come out and step on the field. I think it starts more with the players because the players have to take a stand. I disagree. Why would, why? I disagree full how, heartedly. How I is that? How is that? Because the players have to make a stance and, and, and they have to play the game. Because in the end, are they going to make that stance and really just like throw away everything that they have and everything that they're playing for? And again, I disagree a thousand percent with that sentiment. I think that the black players in the NFL can play and show solidarity. They can start taking a knee. I think if every black player in the NFL took a knee, and now mm -hmm. it's a, now it's a twofold knee. Now now not only are we taking a knee because of the okay, injustices some... that black people face. Hold on, give me two seconds. Okay. Because okay. of the injustices right. that black people face, we are now also taking a knee in solidarity for our brother who took a stance on this, and you have denied him a job because of this. As fans, if we boycotted the NFL, you're talking about entire organizations that have huge black fan bases when we talk about the baltimore ravens or when we talk about the atlanta mm -hmm. falcons or when we talk about washington as a whole okay. if those stadiums were without black fans we're talking about empty stadiums we're talking about lack of revenue as far as merchandise purchases and we're talking about okay. a huge impact to the nfl this is an organization run by people who are all about the money. And as if we as okay. black people take a twofold stance from that side on the players to the, our side as fans, they would have to change their stance. But And, and so we could definitely do it. Okay. A boycott from fans would be very impactful. But we have been okay. brainwashed. The NFL has brainwashed us so much and we have put so much stock in a game that we're, going, we're not going to boycott effectively. And like I said, it's very disappoint well, disappointing to well, hear yeah. that sentiment from black people. I've I've heard it from a few of my you know friends myself, from full of black friends myself. But um, you know, at at the end of the day, everybody has a choice to make. I mean, like you said, it's not gonna make or break me if if you don't watch it or if I don't watch it. I mean, I already had my stance in it. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna still you know watch the sport of the game. Like I said about the rating part, I don't have to give them my actual you know uh, total attention as far as the 
the actual channels and the and the and the networks and stuff like that. But I mean, there's there's ways we can we can go about it if you still want to watch it. But that's just all. That's the stance I'm taking. You can boycott. Everybody can boycott. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. It's not. Go ahead. I mean, shoot. You don't want to watch football. You know, that's your choice. But for me, I'm I'm gonna be watching it because I want to see how my team is gonna do. I'm a Cowboy fan. Got to watch them. And I just think for me, it's just more important, <laughs> you know, the fact that at any time yeah. you could get pulled over by a cop and that cop could uh, shoot and kill you and there'd be no justice for you or your family. To me, that is a mm. bigger issue than will the Cowboys go 14 and 2 this season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that when you're talking yeah. about life and a game, there are bigger issues. And I, and I guess I just haven't come to the point where I can understand people who put a game over human life. I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Doesn't it's, make any sense to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's that's that's just something that will probably never get get a full grasp on because of the um, because we have to actually be in in the forefront and actually have to be in the behind the behind the doors of those uh, front offices and and see you know and actually hear and and be involved in it because you know you can say easily what you want being an outside person but looking in and seeing being in that position you being a football player I mean or or being part of that uh you know football staff or any team in the NFL cuz I I'm I'm pretty sure every team has the has the same you know uh no no kneeling policy for their national anthem and all that stuff so for then me, just don't come know, out. That would even be more yeah. impactful. Like, then don't come I mean, out. Let's not have one black player on the field during the national anthem. That's that's something that maybe has to. Well, not maybe. That's something that has to has to be done to make a huge impact. All NFL players who are of non-color or who are of color have to be in that locker room and don't even come out. That mm-hmm. would be a huge impact. Now that what that one right there will hope open some eyes up because that will be. That will be saying to the NFL, you know, we're not going to play straight up. We're not going to come out and play. If you want, if if you're gonna, if you want to take that stance of not signing Kaepernick, then the the NFL players who are black have to come and at together, come to an agreement and say, look, on every Sunday when the national anthem is getting played, don't come out. Yeah. Like even before y'all run out, just don't come out. Just stay there. Mm-hmm. That'll that that's something that I, that that I would be down for if I was a football player. Like I said, if it starts with the players, let let's just have that suggestion right there for the players. Every player who's black just should just not come out. Yeah, that that'll, would, that that'll would make be, a impact. That yeah. would make a huge impact. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, if y'all want to Google this guy, if you want to <laughs> find out who this guy is, his name is David Olson. He played in the Arena Football League. So, yeah. Now, you want to talk about uh, skills not translating. Like, we talk about that a lot on this show, about how sometimes college skills don't translate to the NFL. You want to talk about skills not translating? Look, and I I am (laughs) one of those people that I try real, real hard not to wish bad on anybody. However, Mm -hmm. I hope that this injury with uh joe flacco turns into a 16 Uh week injury and that you have to uh you have to rely on this Mm. um no name (laughs) arena football (laughs) player so we can point and laugh at your racism i would love to point and laugh and go kiki we'll we'll definitely say ha 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 ha. most we'll do that because i mean if this dude i mean he can't be i'm telling you this guy cannot be that better than kaepernick to where it's impossible it's impossible it's impossible i can't see it speaking uh, speaking of who can't be better um again i love mm -hmm. shannon sharp on undisputed he's the he's the realest black commentator 
on the yeah. planet. Um, yeah. I'm about ready for them to fire Stephen A. Smith. We're going to talk about that later. Um, mm, but okay. <laughs> um, Shannon, Sharp, yeah, Shannon, Shannon uh-huh. Sharp did this little stat, which I wouldn't have even, of all the stats that I've looked up on Colin Kaepernick, as far as his skill set compared mm-hmm. to, say, like uh, a Geno Smith who signed, a Mark Sanchez who signed. Um, right, this one is right. something I never would have looked at. But since the merger, there have been 166 quarterbacks that have started a minimum of 40 games since 1970, wow. okay? Wow, so wow, okay. It, since the 1970s, when they started, you know, doing this calculation, um, do you know who has the worst win-loss p- percentage of those 166 quarterbacks? It's not J- Blaine Gabbert. It's Josh okay. McCowan. Josh um, McCown. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I know who McCown um, is. That's a, that was, was that the Browns quarterback at one point? Mm-hmm. And then, then Brian there? Hoyer, Geno Smith, yeah. okay. um, and EJ Manuel, and of course, Mark Sanchez, mm-hmm. all of which who have a job right now. Colin Kaepernick <laughs> isn't even like in the top 10 of that list. So again, wow. if you're going to really just sit down and go stat for stat, line by line, player, quarterback, mm-hmm. signed quarterback by signed quarterback, and you mm-hmm. can still come on the other side of this and say <laughs> that it has nothing to do with race. I would implore you to really look inward because you, my friend, are part of the problem. Yeah. It's it's just yeah. that simple. So simple when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna get right. into all kinds of stuff. We have, uh, mm. of course, we got some Lavar Ball action to talk about. Um, CTE though, another yes, big topic yes. in the NFL. That was, which, that was um, something new, something brand new that just came up and had yeah, you know, just, and, one uh, one player is stepping away from the game. Yep, days after the study. Yeah. So when we come back, we're gonna talk mm-hmm. about that. It's your girl J Ray the fanatic and. Timmy B. Don't forget to follow us on all things social media. You can follow me at J Ray the Fanatic everywhere. You can follow Timmy B at. It's Timmy B on Instagram and Twitter. All right, we'll be right back. during the breaks, even though we're worlds apart. All right, but um, right now we're going to get into another serious issue uh, within the NFL. Um, And I think this one is kind of going to impact the long-term future of the NFL, but we had uh, the Ravens outside linebacker, John Uh uh, Urschel, who's only 26, um, abruptly announced his retirement on Thursday, and that was two days after a study came out that um, 
a study was released that said 99% of NFL players who have donated their brains mm. to science, 99% of them have died as a result of Ooh, CTE. Man, that's a, man, so, that's, that's yeah, almost that, the whole That'll lead. make you rethink that's something, the whole won't lead. it? <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. that's tough. So his decision, although it was, um, you know, I understand it. Mm-hmm. He is gonna be fine. He's, you know, not to stereotype, but when we think of, you know, players in the NFL, mm-hmm. we're not thinking about like rogue right. scholars or potential rocket right. scientists right. or anything right. like that. You know, that's just not worth thinking. But this guy is exactly mm-hmm. that. You know, he's he's retired. It's not worth right. it to him. And he's now going to go to MIT um, and uh, p- pursue his um, education in applied right. mathematics. Yeah, see, and that's, what? <laughs> Can we just shout yeah, him out on right that there. aspect It's like, you know, quick? football is in everything. You know, he's going on to, you know, pursue his education, you know. And for him to for him to do, uh, to take this stance early in into the league and just leave, you know, that that's a wake up call for him and for a lot of these players. They should, uh, you know, mm-hmm. take take into consideration about you know what goes on in, on the field and off the field, you know, because you know some of these players live with this for a long time. I don't have kids, mm-hmm. but Timmy does. Yeah. And, but your son right, plays right. basketball. But but now that we have this understanding of what it could. What it's ninety nine percent likely going to mean to you in your older mm-hmm. age, I don't know how you you know keep the influx of people coming into the NFL. I think at some point we're going to see a decline in the number of people who are playing football at the right. high school and college right. level. I, I could be wrong, but I think eventually that's going to impact the NFL in a in a long term way. And another thing is too is that now the um, you know the generation is expanding. You know every year like there's there's more and more group of kids that are coming out, you know, that are wanting to play this sport. And they're playing faster, they're playing stronger, they're playing better. And it's, you know, they're pushing these kids at a young age, you know, even from, like you're saying, from Pop Warner, like from mm-hmm. Snoop League, you know what I'm saying? It's like from from mm-hmm. like nine, from seven to eight years old all the way up, they're, they're teaching kids how to properly tackle, how to hit and things like that. And, you know, some of these kids, you know, they grow up to be monsters and beasts. Like they really want to play this sport and they you know and and that's one thing that you have to consider too is like does your child you know does they do they want to make that decision to keep playing after hearing about these uh these results of cte even when you're playing in uh in in high school you know some of these kids may say you know i might be done after college and they're going to go pursue something else so right you know you there's some things that you have to consider but you know as as for parents who are you know family i mean who are uh you know, athletic driven, you know, family who's who comes from a sports background like me, you know, it'll be totally up to the child. Like for me, I would tell my I would tell my mm-hmm. son, you know, if you want to play football, you know, you know, the um, the consequences or something that may happen if you take a wrong hit or if you get hit very, you know, you get too hard or if you get hit too much, you know, there's there's going to be consequences, mm-hmm. you know, and it's going to be up to them, up to the actual child to make that decision because, and in the end, they're going to have to make that choice, too, because they're going to be grown. They're going to be adults. Um, so, you know, no, I, uh, I totally agree with that, Timmy. That, I also you know, think for, that... Um, for uh, parents, And this is going to sound like a weird point, but I think that mm-hmm. if if parents... If kids were coming from two-parent households where the dad could be that voice of reason, you know, and say, hey, wife, 
I understand your concerns, um, but let's just give him a chance and let's just see, you know, let's let him play. Maybe not let him play tackle until high school. You know, maybe let's make some compromises and, you know, limit the number of his hits that way. I think that, you know, then maybe we wouldn't see a drastic decline. And and I could be totally wrong about this. You know, even though I'm a day in the future right now, I'm not that far ahead in the future where I know what's going on. But um, Mm -hmm. I... We are seeing more and more people and, you know, marriages aren't working a lot more. Divorce rate is higher. Right, uh, right. People are having kids out of wedlock at more than than when mm-hmm. we started talking about, you know, back in the day when people started going into the NFL. And I just think since especially when we think of a lot of our favorite players, we are talking about people who came from single mothers, single parent homes, you know, and I just I see mothers, especially, you know, even a mother like myself, because, you know, Last year when we talked about this, I had said, mm, okay, you know, I love the game, but I think my kid would have to be a quarterback. Like, he can't play no other right, position. Nobody better hit my baby. <laughs> can't be hit like... my baby. I can't promise I won't come out on the field if All y'all right. put that devastating blow on my baby. You know uh, what I mean? And <laughs> no, as you much don't want to be I, the victim of that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You don't want me out on the field. I promise you that. But, mm. you know, and then, <laughs> and as much as I love, I love the defensive side of the ball more than I love the offensive side of the ball. I love to right. see those guys oh, yeah, issuing those punishing hits, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. for me to be that kind of fan, and I'm watching the game for that specific reason, and I can't say that I would enthusiastically put my child in that environment. You know what I mean? Because okay. I... You know, when you think about someone like Tony Dorsett, who's just in his 50s, who's suffering from from this kind of disease, you know, so I'm a I'm a I'd be around when my my child is 50 and all of a sudden I'm back to probably helping take care of my child. Like, I don't know if that I would push my kid into that situation. Again, I I don't have kids, so I would love to hear from single mothers and how you feel about this. But I just can't see me doing that. Yeah, and uh, speaking of speaking of Tony Dorsett, there's a few more players that's that that are um that actually are living with it and that were in the league that actually um committed suicide and took their own lives behind that. You yeah, know, tell and, us um, tell us some of the some of the people yeah. who have that you know of who are living um, with it. As of um, I think it was a maybe what two or three years ago. I think it was uh, Jovan Belcher of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. Um, he uh, committed suicide, um, and he actually took uh, his wife's life um, in that his girlfriend. Uh, involvement. In CT is yes, yeah, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. you have a uh, uh, Dave Dorson. He's another player that was uh, in the NFL. He actually um, took his life and passed away from that. Um, Frank Gifford is a, another player who used mm-hmm. to play in the NFL. Uh, Bubba Smith. He was a that's uh, crazy. Player. Yeah, Bubba Smith. I remember that guy. He was you know Oakland Raiders and. Alignment for the Raiders, legend. It was. It's one of those things that I don't know how you'd fix this problem because I don't. If you if you keep changing the NFL, because you know right now we call it I call it the pussification of the NFL. You know, mm. forgive the <laughs> forgive yeah. the you know word, yeah. but it's uh-huh. it's it's definitely been you know watered down a lot as compared to what I mean even we saw when we grew up. You know what I mean? So. Right. I, I just I don't and I don't know if you continue to I understand continuing to water that down for mm. the safety of the players, but I don't think it'll be the same game. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know how yeah, you fix this. I mean, because of um, because of the excitement of the game and be like you're saying the hits and, and tackles and like big plays and you know, I I just think that this this game is going to evolve again. It's going to change again and. 
they're going to find other ways and, you know, something to where these players can get protected and, and you know, really have to uh, – because they don't have to live with this. So something – I, I think something's going to shake up soon. One thing that Odell Beckham said, and I 1,000% agree with, with what he said – for a lot of reasons, but specifically for this reason, um, I do think NFL players should be paid more. I do think they should be paid like NBA players. Oh yeah, and most I think, definitely. Yeah, because their body is worth. I mean, going through, ain't nobody in the in NBA worried about CTE. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean. So <laughs> yeah, it's just they, not, they it's not a thing. That so TV I do is think, impactful. <laughs> yeah, and it can oh, yeah. it can change your life, the life of your mm-hmm. family members, because now they have to take care of you. I think. Right. It not only should they be paid more. I think if they were paid more, um, then probably people would take it upon themselves to retire earlier because they've mm-hmm. made enough money to get True. out of the league True. earlier. True. And I also True. think you should limit the number of years you should you can play in a certain position. You know what I mean? Mm. Because I think okay. we're it's just it's just going to be a matter of time before Emmett Smith comes out and says you know he's suffering from right. you know. Symptoms right. You of never CTE. know with these these yeah. yeah, you never know in the next few years these players are gonna come out of out of nowhere and just all and these reports saying, are gonna come out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's but like true. the running back position, pretty much everybody on the defensive side of the ball, with the exception of maybe cornerbacks. Um, mm-hmm. but I think those defensive positions, maybe we put a, a time limit, like you can only play for X amount of years. But you know, a lot of people come in like, you know, Jason Witten, and although, right. you know, he's he's not on the defensive side of the ball, but this man been been playing in the league then a lot of people been alive you know what i mean so it's like you know i think maybe (laughs) we should put some some time constraints on on that so then that way you you give your you give them the best chance to have a a decent life after retirement and now they've been paid well enough you know what i mean so right right i i I thousand percent agree with that yeah needs need to get paid some more goodell Mm -hmm. whatever y'all going to do y'all decide to do pay these dudes man because you know that they show them the the money Show them the money. All right, y'all. All right, well, we're going to come right back. And when we come back, we're going to talk just a little bit of gossip because, you know, that's my favorite thing to do. Um, we're going to talk a little bit of gossip uh, and uh, about our favorite person the our ball. But it's your girl, J-Ray the Fanatic and Jimmy B. We'll be right back. This one's going out, too. He going to know when he hear it. Step it up like she don't got it like she don't put it down quite like Maybe you can run it easy like you couldn't with me but give her time for you she ain't got your back like she don't feel you like when you wanna come back to Baby boy control your envy cause somebody got me cause everybody knows I'm Support and stand by you with all the little things you have too Shouldn't make big promises of forever Raising children together Building houses on the top of hillside Moving, moving, taking nice and slow But hold away cause boy before you don't know It don't matter either way I was, I was, I was just sharing with Timmy some of my experiences on the island I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna share that with y'all But if you guys come to Saipan 
Um, <laughs> follow me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook at Jerry the Fanatic. Let me know uh-huh. you're coming. We'll All get right, together yeah. and we can we can share stories. But uh, follow Timmy B. It is a nice <laughs> island. It's yeah. expensive to get here though. So if you're li- literally looking for a cheap destination, I'd probably go to Hawaii. But it's it's but, a very um, nice, like very nice island though, y'all. Very nice trip. island. Over you know, there, I don't yeah. know if y'all want to come see your girl for sixteen hundred, <laughs> but mm. if you do, just mm. let me know. <laughs> <laughs> She can work some out. Right. Timmy, uh, let me know what's going on with our with our best friend, um, LeVar Ball. Oh yeah. <laughs> LeVar Ball, yeah. Okay. Um, well, over the weekend, uh, he was uh having his players in the AAU tournament, as you know, in Las Vegas. So mm-hmm. um the, the big baller team, big baller brand has their uh has a team. Of course, LaMelo Ball is playing on that team. And um there was another uh opponent that they were playing against, um, and he's the there's another guy named Zion Williamson that's a uh, up and coming guy that uh these two guys um Lamelo and Zion were a highly anticipated game very very good game Lavar Ball team lost but uh Zion had um had about 20 some points Lamelo had about 30 some points and um just during this whole tournament thing though Lavar Ball was getting uh technical fouls called on him you know during the tournament and things like that and it was one particular game that where he took his team and he walked off the court in a result in a forfeit uh, because of two technical fouls called on him. So he just took his whole team off the floor and said, I'm going home. Something happens to where he gets some fouls called on him. He wants to jaw jack at the refs. He wants to yell at the refs and stuff like that. And, you know, now they out to get him. So, And it just so happens that the reason why um, he was uh, having these problems is because it was one referee that was in the game that was a female. Mm. Okay. Yes, it was a female referee. So, you know, he had his little two cents about what he thinks about the females referees and, you know, saying they should stay in their lane or whatnot. And, you mm-hmm. know, it just so happens that uh, when he he actually requested her to be taken off of his floor when his, when his team was playing. What? So she didn't, he said that he didn't want that referee to be refereeing his game. So, in the result of that, the referee that came and replaced her called a tech on him and kicked him out the game and ejected him out the game. So, you know, in that whole result, you know, LeVar just needs to chill, man, because now that he said those things about a female ref, you know, he, he's going to get some heat about that. So, you might hear something pretty soon about that. See, you can't, you know, I, again, I say this all the time. I, I low-key <laughs> love LeVar Ball, but there, there comes a point where you can't, Make any more excuses for the man. You know what I mean? You can't say sexist things about somebody that causes a ref to be taken out of the game and replaced. And then me as a woman sit here on the Game On podcast and say, (laughs) LeVar Ball is great. Like, I can't. I can't can't do it. I need you to get your life together (laughs) so I I can feel good about saying, I love LeVar Ball. Right. Like, I mean, he's I I do. I I still do. I mean, he's, he's he's not a bad he's not a bad guy. He's not a bad father, but when it comes to certain things when he when you know, when it comes to the basketball floor, you know, he can say some things that's off the wall and outlandish and he may not, you know, he doesn't of course he doesn't think before he talks about what he's going right. to say, but I mean, he brings you the press though. Like he brings he brings that 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 publicity that a lot of people want to see I, I don't know if this was any truth to this but it was said that the referees were getting pressured into not calling any technicals on LeVar so I guess they Why? can keep him in the game and keep the team because in case something happens to where he gets technicals called on him again he does, they want they don't want to run the risk of him taking his team out 
and leaving. Oh, see, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's ridiculous. Now you're giving, I mean, again, we don't know if that's true, but it sounds right because uh-huh. you don't want, you know, yeah. regardless of how you feel about LeVar, um, Timmy's a thousand percent right. He's going to bring a certain amount of, t- people are going to watch mm-hmm. whatever he does just because they hate him and they want, you know, to talk about him. So right, I get right. that, but that's just too much. LeVar, I need you to, you know, present a kinder, gentler lavar at least at least once or twice yeah. you know what i mean and don't talk about the I ladies mean, I mean, like that you know i was cool when you told old girl to stay in her lane because i thought you was right she should have stayed in her lane but right th- th- right this one's a little different you know what i mean all right you guys yeah. we're gonna take our last break and when we come back timmy b is gonna recap all things going on with the dallas cowboys because you yeah, know yeah. we're back in swing now so we gonna end with the that's cowboys right, that's no right. matter what it's coming up y'all it's coming up season, right. preseason is starting next week yep all right it's your girl jerry fanatic and really fuck we'll be right back for a while i know i was stuck with you but that's the price that i paid falling in love with you nice fuck you and whoever you ran to if I was afraid of commitment, I'd have ran too. I told my peoples what happened. They said, damn you. I guess you broke up with me and the fam too. Separate ways till I hear your voice, then I'm right back. Uh, uh. You hear my name, I see it brings a smile, and I like that. I like that, boy, but it don't change all the games you played. You can't write that, no. If it's mine today, who could change that? Could you change that? Cause I know as soon as I start to think it's you and I Boy, that's when you get back Ain't no love that could change that, no Can't take another sleepless night Crying, boy, I'm wondering why I took your lies as the facts Boy, this time ain't no get back, no Fuss and fight All I did was fuck your right Now it's over Cut the lights off It's over And you know what's up I need all my things This is the last segment Yeah, here we go, y'all yeah, Alright, don't forget to follow us At all things social media You can follow me At Jerry the Fanatic Everywhere you can follow Timmy B at It's Timmy B on Instagram and Twitter now, before we get into this cowboy thing, I did fail to mention my favorite piece of gossip hmm. yeah. in the last segment because it's talk funny. About that one. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, Michael Vick, who thinks that if Colin Kaepernick just cut his hair and presented a clean-cut look, he'd hmm. have he'd experience less racism than he is now in the NFL. But yeah. is he right? Because Michael Vick, who has a very clean cut experience now, uh, clean cut appearance now, is interning for the Chiefs, and all those little Chiefs, aka Chiefs racist fans, have made it <laughs> right. known they don't want his black behind anywhere in the organization. Hmm. So apparently, and he just, got waves. Mm-hmm. He got waves in a clean cut fade. Mm-hmm. He looked good, like it's a clean mm-hmm. cut. Like I could walk right. into a business, you know, meeting mm-hmm. things. He's a very clean cut right, look. Right. But them fans over there have said we don't want that Negro on our field. We don't want him mm-hmm. in our organization. Mm-hmm. So apparently, yeah. sports fans, your haircut has nothing to do with the racism you receive. Just it thought I'd throw that matter. out there. Right. <laughs> it don't matter. It, do it don't matter. Jay Z was right. Okay, that's mm-hmm. all I'm gonna say. Yeah, but Always let's right. get back. Shout out to home. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into our Cowboys. We got a lot, you know. Yes, Timmy, if you don't y'all. mind, the first thing I want to talk about though is Lucky. Mm. 
the NFL season is here, y'all, and we're talking about Lucky Whitehead. Well, former Dallas Cowboy now. He's been released. But tell him why, though, because that's the part that gets me, though. Like, okay. For real? Well, <laughs> let's, let, let's get into this story about why or how he got released. Now, um, it was uh, reported that uh, it was a uh, shoplifting incident that happened. And uh, apparently, Lucky Whitehead's name was used in the investigation. So um, the person who uh, gave up his name of course, uh, is uh, had an issue, a warrant issue for Lucky's arrest. Now, that resulted in the Dallas Cowboys releasing him at training camp. He got to training camp and they released him. So the next day, <laughs> let's get Foul. to this next day though. <laughs> the next day, uh, the police report comes back and the warrant is being falsely written. And they had the wrong guy. So Lucky Whitehead was cleared of all charges. Now, the, ne the next day, uh, the Dallas Cowboys still stuck by their decision as to keep Lucky Whitehead off the team. I don't get that. That's foul. <laughs> you know, first, there's a lot of things I don't get with this story. Yeah, Number one, yeah. shouldn't maybe a driver's license number, social security number, shouldn't that have been checked right. before you just took old boy's word for it? That's number one. Right. Number it's two, like out of all people. Right. Number two, we are the the kings of people going to jail and we don't release them. Like, how are you just going to be like, oh, no, you got time to go. Like, what? Yeah. You don't do any investigation <laughs> into it? Right. Right. Ah. And then, you know, for, I think, I honestly believe for like the Cowboys to do that, you know, to, to Lucky like that, that that shows a lot about uh, their their character back there in that in that office. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like I mean you have you have a uh, one person who is falsely accused, you know, and you still stick by your decision in releasing him. Now something may have been you know it may just not have been this issue because as you know, if you're a cowboy fan out there, you know Lucky Whitehead hasn't been the best kick returner for us or hasn't been yeah, the best receiver for us. You know, he's mm -hmm. expendable. So, mm -hmm. you know, and other other things too uh, that happened. I don't know if you remember um, last year he missed the game. He got benched because he missed the team meeting before oh, they right. was about to they was about to go to the uh I think they was gonna mm -hmm. play the Giants and he got benched. We was mm -hmm. going on the road to the Giants and mm -hmm. he missed the meeting because there was some chick that on Snapchat that posted him and her while they was out. So they got wind of that and they benched him. So, you know, it was certain things, you know, that they had to think about. Now, remember Nolan Carroll, the cornerback that we just picked up, he got uh, mm -hmm. arrested for DUWI in the offseason. Mm -hmm. uh, Damian Wilson, our linebacker, he got uh, arrested for uh, charged with felony for uh, pulling out a rifle, of course, and, you know, having that road rage incident. Ezekiel Elliott, not charged with anything, just involved in some type of nightclub incident over the offseason, which is a running back. And then you have Lucky Whitehead, who was a kick returner slash receiver. So, I mean, that that right there is like, who who would you take that odd man out? Because, you know, kick returners right. come a dime a dozen. Right. Come a dime a dozen. You can't really you can't really get another linebacker, can't really get another corner like you would like like you would want to, you know, get. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, Lucky Whitehead, I think it you know, it's it's not a bad thing that we released him, it's just how we released him. Exactly. Yeah. It I was think how we you, did it. based yeah. on what you said alone, you're absolutely right. Lucky had to be the odd man at he, he had right. to go. But yeah, but dang, yeah. can you at least do some research first? Don't just release <laughs> me. Don't say right. you released me because of some stuff I didn't even do. I think shouts out to Lucky, man. He's he's gonna have a good year. He's gonna have gonna have a yeah. good career still. I still think he's gonna be all right.
Yeah, shout out and to then, you, Lucky. You yeah, and then also uh, I want to report that uh, Jalen Smith, our uh, our linebacker from uh, Notre Dame, we picked up from last year as a rookie. Um, he is showing very very good progress in his recovery. Went to uh, mm-hmm. on full speed. You know, he was in pads. You know, they he dressed up. You know, for his first contact in practice and training camp, and he feels good. You know, I'm I'm just anxious to see these guys. Uh, you know, go out there and play on this Hall of Fame game because we're gonna see a whole lot of rookies. We're gonna see second year players. You know, third string players and stuff like that. So, you know, shouts out to Jalen Smith and you know other, the other guys out there that we that um haven't even talked about. You know, of course, Des Bryant, Ezekiel Elliott. You know, um, Jason Witten, uh, Ryan Switzer. I'm going to even shout out Ryan Switzer because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. he had a first, you know, his first week of training camp was well. You know, he just uh, – he's nursing the injury, though. He's uh, had a hamstring injury, so they kept him out of uh, training camp practice for about two days. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, some of these guys, you know, still still trying to get in the swing of this uh, training camp. But as far as, you know, the clips I've seen and, like, the uh, like the, the things I've seen, we're looking pretty good. You know, defense yeah. made some stops this time. We got some fumbles. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Nolan Carroll made uh, a few strips out there. Um, you know, Awuzie made some uh, good uh, defensive stops. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Taco's doing good. You know, Tyron Smith Taco, is really Taco. putting him through the trenches, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Tyron is really uh, – even him and Leo. Collins is really teaching, you know, Taco, you know, some tricks about the defensive side, you know, and and as, as far as, you know, being an offensive lineman with those guys, Tyron and Lael is really showing improvement. You know, um, you got to give shouts out to uh, – also give shouts out to the linebacker core, you know, Sean Lee, Anthony Hitchens. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. some guys was getting chippy out there too. I seen a little clip when they was uh, – we had – might have had a little scuffle. Tyron Crawford was uh, – and we always there, don't have uh, scuffles. Yeah. Well, you know, hopefully, you know, I would love to be able to, you know, watch the NFL and hopefully Colin yeah. Kaepernick gets signed, you know, before I, I had said that if he didn't get signed by a training camp, um, you could pretty much hang it up that he wasn't gonna yeah, get signed. And so yeah. here we are. So in my heart Still of hearts, I don't think left. he'll get signed. But um, you know, our our we we have a backup Zach that's out now for the season. So you know, go uh-huh. ahead and bring him to Dallas. Do something though. Right. But y'all got to get Colin time because yeah. otherwise, you know, this is going to be. And don't get me wrong, we'll still we'll still report on football. We'll still talk about it. I personally yeah. won't be watching yeah. it. Just um, won't but be watching as, it. Yeah, yeah, those of you who play fantasy football know you don't really need to watch the game. You need to watch the stats. So that's right, what we be right. doing around <laughs> here. Yeah, so. and that's going to be something coming up too, too. Um, don't forget to follow uh, Vaughn Harris if you guys aren't. And check him out, the stat man. He's got a, a website yes. on, you know, the stat room. If you guys are in fantasy football, you know, be, be sure to check him out because he can get you guys paid. He's a good fantasy paid, football y'all. guru. Fantasy yeah, football guru. It's worth y'all. it. It's worth it. Fantasy like he sports. taught me a lot. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it out there if it wasn't good. So shout out yeah. to Vaughn. Shout out Vaughn to Vaughn Harris, the stat man. That's right. That's right. And uh, also too, um, our quarterback, uh, one of our quarterbacks we picked up from the draft, uh, Zach Dysert, I think I believe. Yeah, he's I don't hurt. Know. Yeah, he's hurt. He had a herniated he's out disc for the season. surgery. Yeah, he had to get back surgery, and then we picked up Luke McCown as a reserve Again. backup for him. Yeah. Again, y'all can send Luke on his way. Sign Colin. Yeah. A, yeah. Another McCown. That's, that's, so that's, both McCowns are in the league, but Cap can't yeah. get into the league. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, again, I McCown is literally one of those guys you can move him to Waterboy and um, right. You know, right. He was a guy on the. He was a guy on the Verizon commercial. Was like, well, imagine if I had all those bars in my in my phone. Imagine how what quarterback I would be. 
You remember mm-hmm. that commercial when he, was, yeah. when he was yeah. that Saints quarterback? Yep. But yeah. you never did. That never right. happened. So, you know, <laughs> he's he's that guy. So, yeah. y'all figure it out. Get Colin in the league so, you know, all can go on as well in the world. Uh, but if you don't, then black mm. people, at some point, we got to stand together. But that's yep. all I'm going to say about that. But it's your girl, J-Ray right. the Fanatic. Make sure you follow me on all things social media. You can follow me. You can follow Timmy B at. It's Timmy B on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you follow him, guys. He has some of. Sometimes I read your tweets and I'm like, "What the hell is Timmy talking?" Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> like I have to kind of decipher what he's talking about. It's fun, y'all. So make sure you follow him on Twitter. It's definitely yeah. fun and worth it. And you can keep up to whatever we're going to talk about on the following show. And if you have a comment, you can tweet Timmy B or myself, and we uh will definitely read your comments on the show as well. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Nice All to right, have y'all listening. Time, y'all.